All right, we are back. Uh, that was Jeff Healyban, by the way, with Lost in Your Eyes. And uh, standing by to join us is Lorna Mae Johnson. Good morning, Lorna. Good morning, Janine. How are you today? I'm great. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. So how would you describe yourself? Goodness. I, <laughs> you know, that's an interesting question to ask. I'm a Jamaican, so if you know the joke about Jamaicans is that we have 10 jobs, you know, I am... In the healthcare space, I'm in real estate. I'm the honorary counsel for Jamaica. I'm on the Kennedy Center board, um, appointed by President Obama to the Kennedy Center board for the performing arts. Wow. So I have multitask, and I have a nonprofit organization. So I could go on and on and on. Amazing. I'm a true Jamaican. I love to it. The core. I love it. <laughs> uh, actually, when I was little, uh, and I'm still in touch with her, I was. Um, I had a woman that was taking care of me. Her name is Monica, and I adore her. And she was Jamaican, and. Uh, we actually connected through Facebook, so I was nice. thrilled. Anyway, uh, that's another story. So I want to ask you, uh, you obviously appear to be an incredible role model as a woman in leadership. Uh, you're an entrepreneur. Are you self-made, would you yes, say? Yes, I am. I was born in Jamaica, came from, um, grew up in Toronto, Canada, and came here through my nursing profession. From that, I went on to... Uh, higher education, healthcare management degree, and at USC I obtained a degree in nursing with background in finance and, midwif- and midwifery. Wonderful. Now tell me about your experiences along the way, maybe some highlights and lowlights. Goodness, it's been a lot of, looking back at it, I, I don't, you know, of course there's been a lot of, um, I think as you climb up the ladder a little bit, you know, it's fun being in college and, you know, high school and college. Um, but once you get into the real working world, it's a total different ball game. That's right. where the challenges start. And so as I continued to climb up the ladder, one of the things I did that I thought was very challenging was I went to school to become a nurse midwife. I went to USC. After I graduated, I thought I would put my business degree together with my nursing and start something in the inner city to see how I could do um, bring to the inner city the Beverly Hills lifestyle or kind of medicine to make sure that patient people in the inner city would have good health care. And so that was one of my big challenges. And it really, you know, when I graduated, it was fought with very little resistance. I thought I would have had more resistance, but I think maybe I'd prepared myself while I was in college, did all the research. And so it wasn't as bad. But as I grow in business, started serving the inner city, the underserved community, one of the challenges that I faced, I became very busy. And so being a nurse, midwife, and not a physician was kind of the middle of the road. You know, it's like you're in the middle of nowhere. You have problems with the nurses, and you have problems with the doctors, because the nurse is saying you're acting like a doctor, and the doctors say you're acting like a doctor. So that was was one of my biggest challenges, um, navigating my role as an advanced practice nurse. And patient loved me, and it was very busy, and I was busier than all the other doctors, so that became a problem. For the doctors. Yeah, I can see that. Because I was busier than they were. So it was, uh, along that way, it was very challenging. I understand you're the founder of Compassion for Teen Life. What is that? Compassion for Teen Life, it was born out of the clinic. I started a healthcare clinic in East LA called Advanced Family Care Medical Group. And in doing that service, I had many little, you know, young people would stop by the clinic in the daytime, just started talking with me. Since teenagers, I enjoyed taking care of them, and I would spend time talking with them. They would tell me stories about 
themselves that they probably would not share with their parents. So mm-hmm. it was a comfortable place and safe place for them to come to share. And through that, I developed um, what I call Compassion for Teen Life, um, which would serve the underserved community, helping them um, with self-esteem, education, and cultural exchange, because I think having different culture uh, is a very important part of one's life, yes. uh, especially who I am. Right. You know, being born in Jamaica, growing up in Toronto, Canada, and moving to California um, was, you know, gave me a really strong base to share. And I think it created um, an avenue for me to be able to relate to people on any level and any color or a race or creed. So I think what I try to do is to do the same thing to the inner city kids to kind of give them exposure to different cultures. Some of them growing up in the inner city have never gone outside of it. They don't right. even know what the beaches look like. Right. So to create an avenue or uh, a place for them was, um, was very exciting for me. I think that's fantastic. So, that, so, advanced, so Compassion for Teen Life was born out of that. And also myself being an athlete, I think, gives you a lot of discipline. I did run track and field. Qualified for the Olympics in the 100 meters. Whoa, Lorna. And so, yeah, during that time, I felt the discipline that it gave me in terms of training was, was an amazing thing to share with, with these young people also. Have you, was that a passion of yours all your life, running? Yeah, I just, you know, grew up running. I'm a Jamaican. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. So, you know, I grew up just, you know, running from high school, and it was just, one thing led to another. Mm-hmm. No, nobody could beat me in my high school, and so it just went on. And um, as all of my life, it's just a progress progression from one thing to another. Nothing planned. I just move with the energy flow. Whatever comes to me, I just work with it. I love it. And try to stay positive. Now, how did you get to be part of Hillary Clinton's team as National Finance Committee member? Well, it started off again with me. Um, one of the things I did, I got really successful from doing my business in the inner city. I did not go there to, to enrich myself, but through the work that I was doing and the overwhelming need of the community, I got very busy and made some, um, was able to make some money out of it. But I know it's something I could not do for long. So I started investing in real estate, and as a resulting in real estate, I invested in the areas uh, like Marina Del Rey, Beverly Hills area, where I feel that I could get good returns um, in the long run. And I invested in single-family residence um, that I could rent out to celebrities. And so from mm-hmm. one thing led to another, I lived in one of the houses, and started bringing kids from the inner city to the home so that they could get exposure to living to that lifestyle and, and become you know, ambitious and having desire to, to dream that they too could do it. And mm-hmm. one thing led to another, started working, um, doing fundraising events at my house. Everyone started loving coming to my house to do fundraising events, from fundraising events uh, for charity. Mm-hmm. Then it led to political fundraising events. And then one thing led to another. Um, I found that through my years of giving to everyone, when um, Obama was running for president, then it was easy for me to ask people to contribute, and everyone came and contributed. And everyone came that I asked. I love it. Was um, willing to contribute because I've never asked for anything. I was always giving. Yes. And so that's how it started out. And so from Obama, I went. I did, was on the finance committee, and from that, I did the same thing for Hillary. And I was always a fan of hers. And so it was a natural progression for me to 
um, raise, start raising funds for her and become on their finance committee. Because I was very passionate about her work. Now, how did you get appointed by Obama to the board of directors for the Kennedy Center for the Performing Arts? Um, through the same thing, I did a, was there, did a lot of fundraising for him also. I was on his fundraising team, mm-hmm. and um, I was asked to do different things at one point, but um, I really was just doing it because of the passion and wanted to see him, wasn't looking for anything. And then I thought it would be a great idea to be a part of history and a part of his administration. So when I was offered um, different uh, appointment, I chose the Kennedy Center Board, and so that's how I got on the Kennedy Center Board. And it was... It's a fun um, committee. It's a, it's a PACA committee, the presidential appointment for the um, performing arts. So, so I got onto that committee, and it was fun. It's been a fun committee. That sounds really exciting. It has been. What's in store for you at the end of the year or the new year? Well, um, I am still politically inclined and mm-hmm. um, thinking about writing a book. I did write a book about my, being my mother's daughter, um, a while back, I mm-hmm. um, need to probably complete that and look to see how I can inspire um, women and children, um, particularly girls in the inner city, to, to to thrive and to be the best that they can be. So I think I'll be focusing more on writing book. Yesterday I was, Joy gave me my first little debut on MSNBC, um, oh, doing a little bit of political commentating uh, on the nominees for for the, our new incoming president. And so I I kind of enjoyed that. It was my first uh, time in that realm. Great. And it was it was a nice taste of, of being on MSNBC with AM Joy yesterday. So it was fun. Congratulations. I like that, that avenue. So I, I'm going to look forward to maybe working towards doing a little bit more of that. It sounds like you're very open to different opportunities, which is great. Absolutely. The opportunities that I like is anything that can help me to advance women and girls. I also work with the United Nations Foundation. And again, that's where my passion is, women and girls. So anything to do to, the, um, to advance women and girls, um, that's where um, my energy will be. So any, any exposure that I do get, it's always about what I can do to advance women and girls. Now, your website, could you give that out to the listeners? My website is, uh, I think it's um, com. And, and Lorna May, spell M-A-E. And it's L-O-R-N-A-M-A-E, johnson.com. Yes. And you're also on Twitter? Yes, same thing. Okay. What about anywhere else people can reach you? Facebook, Facebook, Twitter, and I do try to do a little bit of blogging here and there. I feel like for young girls, it would be amazing to hear you speak to them. Are you doing any kind of workshops or lectures or things like that? That's what I will be. This is um, some of my plans for this upcoming year. I've been busy on the campaign trail, so I'm really going to take more time out to do that um, and see how I can inspire women and girls. So, yes, that will be my focus coming up. Well, I want to thank you so much for calling into the show, Lorna May. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me, Janine. Oh, it's been a pleasure. And I hope to meet you sometime. Looking forward. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. That was Lorna Mae Johnson calling in. And uh, if you missed any part of this segment, it will be up on my show blog, getthefunkoutshow.org. Uh, what an inspiration. Again, her website, lornamayjohnson.com, and she is on Twitter and she is on Facebook. So that's a wrap for me, and uh, I will 
See you back here next week. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and standing by to take over Sheldon Abbott with Cure for the Blues. Have a great Monday, everyone.